of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the Santa's Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, brush feeder training and consulting, and hosted by me, NC Scout, the best-selling author of the often imitated, but never quite duplicated, Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio. We had a knockoff uh, this morning that I kind of put out a little public service announcement out there, another chat GPT uh thing that just you know look folks there's a lot of books about radios out there there's a lot of books about bow things out there hey cool buy them all okay but here here's the deal don't get ripped off okay don't get ripped off don't give your money to you know chinese cyber criminals or whoever it is it's publishing this garbage through amazon Okay, if, if you're looking for the real deal, if you're looking for quality information, there's a lot of authors that are putting out good stuff out there who are real, genuine people who aren't using chat GPT to write their stuff. Uh, it's all coming from the machinations, their training experience uh, that, that is held in the data banks, the recesses of their brain. It's knowledge that's earned that they are willing to impart on you. Uh, and, and it's well worth it. There, there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot of good books out there. The ARRL American radio relay league puts out really good stuff. You know, um, good friend of the program, a uh, friend of mine who's wrote some stuff on American partisan as well as, um, you know, a, a guy that shares a lot of my stuff on Twitter and, and I do for him as well. But, uh, Don shift who is a, uh, cop down in Southern California and, uh, you know, obviously writing under a pseudonym, kind of keeping himself <laughs> under wraps. He's put out a really good book on, on communications as well. Uh, so, you know, it's, I think it's called shit hits a fan radio or, or, or something to that effect. I've got a copy of it laying around out here. Um, but it, it was really well done. Basic handbook. Look folks, there's a lot of good books out there. All right. Don't waste your money on the junk. All right. Don't waste your money on the junk. But anyway, <laughs> With that said, all, all that stuff's irrelevant. I'll go down these little rabbit holes. Something way more important. Way, way more important. No, no. Don Shift is important. He's Don really, Shift is important. He is he, really he's, important. He's, I want to get him he's on still, the show. He's still, he's still trying to, I'm still trying to get out of that damn traffic ticket he gave me in some some unnamed county Ooh. in Southern California. But oh. we won't talk. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I ne- <laughs> it's they never. Ca- they, ne- they never caught me. <laughs> They never got me. 
No, they ain't no, gonna get I, me. I, I have high speed driving course. He, he, they, they, they drive like pussies. Mm. So, oh, know, like, oh, that's right, Don oh. Shift. Come on, I want, I want to get you on Matt's show here because otherwise, you know, right, you know, you're, 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 you're no good to me, and <laughs> you know, and all your books with, with their weak ass covers, stop oh. it. You know, I mean, come on, get some decent art. <laughs> Oh man! I'm, no, I'm gonna throw the gauntlet I, down. I'm gonna throw yeah, the gauntlet down. It's all good. I know so, he's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna oh, email better. me probably tomorrow. And, and, and by the way, like, Don, hey, man. how come you don't? How come you don't follow me on Twitter? What the hell is your problem, dude? I follow what? you, and I like a lot of your stuff. Man, he doesn't follow you. No, because he's well, he's a he's, you know, and just because that, I ain't back in that blue anymore. Man, that's it. I'm, oh, I'm done. No, no, I'm, no. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Folks, that is the one, the only OGA Ron, Mr. Ron Muller, that I had the distinct honor of interviewing just a few weeks ago. And, and we talked about his account of Operation Anaconda and the whole, the early days, the Wild West of Afghanistan. And towards the end of that show, we talked about doing an episode where we were going to talk about Pakistan. And just as, you know, life throws so many hurdles our way and, you know, time schedule and everything just doesn't line up. But it was it was that was a blessing in disguise because we get to do this episode, which I am really, really I, I have been chopping at the bit to do this because of some of the, the latest stories that have broken regarding the Obama administration and some uh, very interesting examples of foreign meddling, uh, you know, in Pakistan specifically, Ron, you know, I think that, that uh, probably longtime listeners and even recent listeners of the show definitely know who you are, your background, CIA paramilitary operations officer, you know, you, you're, you're incredibly well-spoken, uh, you know, on, on the privy council and, and, you know, you're, I, I would say, all jocularity aside, because I see you grinning from ear to ear, and you're like, you know, like, ah, you're, you're full of shit, you're laying it on. No, you, yeah, you, you are. No, no, I'm not. I think that you probably are, at least that I've seen in the mainstream media as well as the alternative media, you're probably the most uh, well-read person on the goings-on in Pakistan. Oh because God. you're not you're you're not trying to sell anybody on a book. You're not trying to, uh, you know, make a million dollars as a as a talking head BS artist. You're just telling us, you know, you're telling the world what you know, and <laughs> you've got more knowledge, firsthand knowledge from this part of the world and dealing with this part of the world and the shadowy ends of it uh, than 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 anybody else I know. Uh, I wish I could forget it though. God. It just, oh, yeah. It's depressing. It's depressing. Well, I, I can say that for Afghanistan for sure. It's, well, uh, I can I can say it about our 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 um, our interplay, our inter, our relationship with Pakistan vis-a-vis -vis Afghanistan, especially post nine eleven. Um, God, I mean, where to start? So, all right, I'll start. Um, after after Anaconda ended and and you know we declared victory, woo, and uh, what all. Um, the war tourists from the Pentagon and the White House started showing up in, in Kabul and Afghanistan. And God, what a pain in the ass. 
um, I mean, these people literally had come, they, they, I guess they'd run to REI or at the time, the, the uh, outdoor store in DC, Hudson Trail Outfitters, and picked up their latest cool guy, you know, oh, I'm going to go, you know, big game Taliban hunting or whatever. And I remember some, uh, one of Rumsfeld's deputy alternate vice sec defs for God knows what, I don't remember, but he's literally doing his little Napoleon thing, strutting across the flight line in Kabul while I'm, I'm waiting for my airplane to come pick him up so I can fly his ass to back to up to Tashkent and get him out of my hair and out of my chief of stations hair, etc. And he goes, so tell me, where's the enemy? And I pointed in the direction of Pakistan. I says, they're right over there, right across the border. Well, what do you mean? I says, dude, you know, because I didn't know what this guy's rank was. I'm sure he was some senior executive service, you know, you know, up in nosebleed County, whatever, you know, I, I don't give a shit. You know, he's not, he's not anywhere in my food chain. So whatever. And I, I says, yeah, because we didn't block the rat lines because we didn't have enough resources because we depended on the Afghan warlords, our <clears throat> allies to help, help us block that shit. And, you know, the Taliban just, you know, after they, they basically did a rear guard action and, and then they did him out across the border. So they're all there. And he just kind of looked at me and also remember right around that time too, India and Pakistan, this is in early 2002, India and Pakistan were, were basically doing a big, you know, chest bump bullshit. And, uh, you know, suddenly we're like, Okay, in case of radiation, here's 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 your um, here's your pills, you know, and uh, and things like. We're looking like, say, no, look, I'm here to fight a counterinsurgency to you know kick ass on the people that destroyed the World Trade Center and and help blow up the Pentagon and and you know did a big hole in Pennsylvania and shit. I, I'm not getting in the middle of between you know, you know, Gunga Din and uh, you know the Raj and the whole nuclear bullshit stuff here. It was very disconcerting. But needless to say, thank goodness that did not happen. I mean, we can talk about pack nukes um, as much oh, as yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about pack oh, nukes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, 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 th I'll, throw, I'll throw chum in the water. You realize they produce at least one nuclear weapon, usable nuclear weapon a week. And they've been doing this now for several years, at least wow. 10 years. I'll let you count. I've run out of fingers and toes. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so anyway, this guy, this, 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 hang on, the sec deaf guy was pretty shocked about this and he, he, he didn't believe me. And I says, well, it's true. And, you know, then when I, I went forward to, uh, you know, our, you know, our base, when I say our base, I'm not just talking agency bases, but also, you know, military U S army bases along the border, you know, the, the, the cops and the, uh, and the uh, patrol bases and that sort of thing, you know, skin and, Oh God, what were the other ones? Shit. Um, uh, wilderness and shit. We, a bunch of, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'd have to look at a map. Cause a lot of them changed names as like, Hey, oh. we're, we're the new guys in town and we just lost the guy. So we're going to rename this cop for, for this guy. And so it was like, it was like freaking hyphenated shit, you know, on the, but anyways, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, we could literally look through the optics, um, both overhead, you know, the reapers and, and the predators at the time or through, you know, the big binos or, and, and SIGINT, um, and listen to the Haqqanis and, and the Taliban and the Hekmadir people and, and all that sort of shit. 
literally on, on the other side of the border, right underneath the Pakistani border guard posts and buildings, you know, mm-hmm. plotting, scheming, doing doing the, the final plan review of their infill across the border and, and who they were going to strike and what they were going to do. And it like, and we're all like, do we have permission to like kill them now before they get across the border and, and make it, de- <laughs> oh no, you can't do that. The Pakistanis will get upset. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very, very frustrating. I mean, I know. I mean, and there's it's 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 documented that a couple of times when when the uh, like the Rangers and and other people were doing uh, actions, literally right on our side of of the Durand line on the border trace. Uh, oops, you know, sometimes those rounds, mortar rounds, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Carl Gustafs, they kind of like. They didn't stop at the border. They they went past, and the Pakistanis did. They're all like, "Woo!" Um, yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. And all they were getting, and, and they were like all freaking out. And we're like, "Well, if you guys wouldn't harbor these people, we wouldn't have to. If you would help us get rid of these people, you know, maybe maybe we wouldn't have to do this stuff." But. Oh, it was hilarious in a in a sad way because some some captains and and battalion threes uh, s s threes got their got their asses reamed for like you knew this and you should have done a better job and blah, 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 and you're gonna get a bad fit rep and, blah, 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 and like and we're all going like <laughs> but, but these people but these but these people are playing both sides against the middle right uh, anyway it's ask their your way questions, please. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I, well, the 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 topic of nuclear weapons. Oh, and and that's to segue into this show. This, this <laughs> since we we completely just jumped into the deep end, which I love it. I love sorry. it. Uh, sorry. we're, we're kind of all over test. everywhere. Hey, man. No, it's it's this is great. Um, so the intercept, the intercept, which is you know hardly a right wing population uh, population mm-hmm. publication, rather uh, hardly hardly. Uh, but uh, two authors here on this article, Ryan Grimm and Murtaza Hussein, uh, have written a piece published it six days ago. Secret Pakistan cable documents U.S. pressure to remove Imran. Khan. Uh, Imran Khan, of course, his name uh, over the past 12 months has come up a lot in American media. I've talked about him on podcasts as well. Uh, staunch nationalist. Um, you know, he's very much a uh, uh, make Pakistan great again, I guess would be a decent analogy for him, <laughs> at least what I know of him. Uh, but I, I don't, I, you know, uh, but staunch, staunch nationalist. Uh, you know, obviously diametrically opposed to any influence from uh, India, but simultaneously very warm to relations with China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pakistani Taliban opposes him and is gaining power in the autonomous region, uh, formerly known as the Northwestern Frontier Province, uh, which the is... Plata. Yeah, it's 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 Appalachistan. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. The, oh God, yes, it is. Yeah. Have you met my wife? <laughs> <laughs> but this 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 cable 
is detailing the efforts by uh, in in this particular in case the the Biden administration to orchestrate his removal from power. Uh, of course, you know that there there were uh, multiple attempts on his life. One that almost was successful, um, and it's you know I attribute that to his warming of relations with China. Uh, now. I'm sure the Trump administration had a program going on trying to to uh, get rid of this guy, you know, because certain things about the intelligence agencies, Department of State policies don't necessarily always change on a dime. Um, and, and I know that the Obama administration probably wasn't keen on this guy either as he was rising to power because he he rose to power in part due to American influence in Pakistan and, and his election, his, at least his first election was in part due to that. Uh, very similar, I think, juxtaposed to Modi in India. Uh, I think a, a similar character, very interestingly enough, uh, but on the other side of things, on the other side of that ethnic divide. Uh, so it's, it's very, very fascinating. Um, simultaneously to that, this week, uh, August 13th, so uh, the time of this recording is 15 August 2023, so this was just two days ago, militants in that aforementioned region, by the way, uh, attack a Pakistani military convoy that is escorting Chinese nationals. Um, and the details coming out of this, just like everything in Pakistan, are, are very sketchy. Uh, at best, because that's just kind of how they roll in that part of the world. The, the news is what they say it is, and that's that. Uh, but it is significant. You know, China has a, a heavy investment in mil uh, mineral rights, both in Pakistan uh, as well as Afghanistan. I think right. both of us have said or around the same times that, uh, you know, we'll see how long this is going to last because people in that part of the world don't typically get along with anybody, not even each other for very long. But uh, with all of that said, your take on this whole thing, uh, the situation oh, that's unfolding, what it looks like long term, uh, if you can discern anything long term from this. Oh, God. Discerning anything from in Pakistan long term is <laughs> is like if I could do that, I'd be a billionaire. I mean, by God, I could discern, you know, everything. Um, let's, um, so China has always had a has had a long term interest in Pakistan, you know, no matter who's the the head honcho or who's the honcho behind the head honcho type of thing. Um, the the so I'm that's that's nothing really new, and um, how the Chinese uh, navigate the uh, the 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 tension between uh, the Taliban regime in Afghanistan and and Pakistan, vis-a-vis -vis relations, foreign aid, mineral rights, whatever mineral, uh, the exploitation of those natural resources, the transportation of those natural resources to where? Because Afghanistan is landlocked, so are they going to go to a seaport in Pakistan? Are they going to go? through that very narrow road on that little sliver that Afghanistan touches into, you know, 
I mean, we're talking the, the roads at 25,000 feet type thing. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that, but I mean, everybody gets the idea. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it, it ain't freaking interstate 90 coming or 95, you know, people it's, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's a pretty narrow, it's like a one and a half, you know, track wide type road, you know, on the roof of the world. So um, how they do all that, that's, that's, that's the Chinese problem. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, I really not. Because the other thing is, is, you know, the mineral exploitation in Afghanistan is like, yeah, good luck with that. Because you're basically going into like, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to have to build infrastructure to house the people and the equipment to exploit the natural resources to transport them and provide security because there's going to be, I mean, it's Afghanistan and every freaking local warlord who may or may not be, you know, pay fealty to the Taliban this week is going to want his cut. Uh, I mean, all you got to do is, is, is people just need to read their history. And oh, by the way, the state department doesn't believe in history because they know better for everybody. Um, But Pakistan. So, you know, Emir Khan's, I think his big problem is he forgot who really runs the country. And who runs the country, Matt? Who runs that country? Well, when the I was military, uh, the army, there, I was going to say. And uh, specifically the ISI, yeah, the, Intel- right. the Inner Service Intelligence Agency. Um, so they run the country. They you know, and, you know, whenever he started cutting into their, I'm going to use a, a racist term, into their rice bowls type of thing, or they felt that he was doing that, eh, he's out. I mean, they they have no problem doing doing this whatsoever. And the unfortunate thing is, is, you know, our, and I noticed this firsthand when I was in Islamabad, which I'm wearing the shirt. Sorry, I'm looking at the camera and I'm getting all... I'm all fucked up. I can't see what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I, I for see you people it. listening at home, I'm really sober. Honest. I've only had six bourbons this evening. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the, I'm joking. The, uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh God, now I lost my train of thought. Um, no, seriously. The, uh, what was I talking about? Sorry. I did. I, ISI I running the country. Oh, ISI. Yeah. So, I mean, the ISI is, I mean, they are the power of the country and our state department is, and, and the CIA are extraordinarily lazy when it comes to Pakistan. And we've been lazy with Pakistan since the Mujahideen, since the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. And we've like, Oh, We'll let we'll let Mikey do it for us, aka the Pakistanis. You know, we'll just give them the money, the weapons, and whatever and what such. And it's it's effing ridiculous because, you know, and the Pakistanis go, hey, 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 you you need us, you need us. Otherwise, the you know the Mujahideen won't get supplied. Hey, hey, you need us. We'll help you fight the Taliban because they're bad. In the meantime, like. Hey, Taliban, what can we do for you? Like, AK, the Haqqani Network, right there in Miram Shah, just, you know, right under their noses. Or, you know, um, what's it, Mullah Omar living in Quetta, you know, right there in Baluchistan, and, you know, one of the major cities down in, in southern Pakistan. But hey, what do we know? And I'll tell you this. So during the Obama administration in 2012, 2013, and I'm probably going to go to jail for this, is um, 
the uh, the the wise people of the National Security Council, the National Security Staff of the Obama administration, the gray beards, which really weren't because they were all a bunch of fucking young forty-year-olds who didn't know shit, um, decided that the best way to secure Afghanistan's security and future is to turn it all over to Pakistan. And the uh, the three star that I was working for at that time as a, as his special advisor um, read that, and it's like nine p.m. at night, and I'm sitting in the office, and I'm just, I don't know, fuck, I go back to my barracks room and do what? And uh, so suddenly the phone rings. He calls me. He says, "Come to me. Come see me right now." You know, the boss is calling. So I I skedaddle my skinny little white butt over there, and uh, yeah. And he says, read this. And he never swears. This guy never swears. And I read this thing. I go, holy fuck, are you kidding me? And he goes, yep, that's the new, that's our new government policy. I go, Christ, that's stupid. You know, and then of course, then I start after I like hyperventilate a little bit and calm down, I go, well, that would explain why the packet or the Afghan military has come to us in a couple of meetings that we just had had recently, because I guess they're smarter than we give them credit for, um, at, at least as far as playing power politics. Obviously, they lost their country, but we're not going to go into that, even though it's the two-year anniversary of that. Um, we will, um, they say, no wonder they want M1 tanks and F-16 fighters and shit like because they want to go, like, they want to go rampage all, you know, through through into Pakistan. You know, hey India, we'll we'll split it. We'll we'll split the difference. And uh, so we just kind of like, oh God, this it was hard. And when we had the uh, the important people come visit us there in Afghanistan, like Commander of Central Command, Four Star General Lloyd Austin. Yes, Um, Edie Amin. Oh God. Yeah, people were like, oh, that's all right. I mean, never mind. The guy is, he's the most overpromoted lieutenant colonel I've ever met. And, um, or, uh, yeah, um, and uh, I've, I've met quite a few overpromoted officers in my time. I'm sure you have too. And, uh, but this guy was, I mean, he was shit. I think, I think he would beat a black hole as far as being dense matter. This dude was and is and remains stupid. And he, I'm a white guy. Therefore, anything I say must be suspect. And, but he, somebody said, you know, because I made a comment about, he doesn't seem real interested in, in, in the reality that we're presenting him on the, situ- the current situation in Afghanistan, like the government corruption, you know, the Afghan National Army, like say, you bet, I got 10,000 people here. No, you got a thousand people and you're collecting nine thousand people's salaries. I'm exaggerating the numbers, but you know, a lot of the ghost soldiers, that sort of thing. And uh, you know, and the people, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, he's got a silver star. So I'm sorry, is that like summa cum laude or something like that? I I mean, respect, but eh, you know, John and I of course then I smart ass to the uh, to the aide. Who said that? And I go, yeah. Well, John Kerry had a couple of silver stars too. I mean, and Ooh. what's your point? Good thing I was a civilian. I'm sure I would have had like, like, how many Article 15s can we give this guy? 
I mean, I, I don't know. I when you write your own awards, when you approve your own awards, so <sighs> I'm just saying. Never mind. Yeah, you know, it's it's whole other topic though. Whole it's, other it's topic. A, it's a pretty ribbon. I went to clothing sales and I go, ooh, this one will color coordinate with this one. Ooh, ooh. Oh. Come uh, on, we've all met these people. We have PX I have. Warriors. I have. Oh. Never mind. Uh, anyways, but so anyways, yeah. So Pakistan's a, a, a major, major issue. Um, so before I did this assignment where I just talked to with, you know, in, in 2012, 2013, which was actually, I shouldn't have been there. I, I'd retired in the end, uh, in March, April of 2012. And, um, uh, this, this, this three-star general said, called me up a couple months later and says, I know you're retired, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring you onto my staff as my special advisor. Cause I, I need somebody who's not a careerist who doesn't need a, a good fit rep OER or whatever. And, um, I need you to come be my, like, you know, like my curmudgeon, my truth sayer, and you know, like say and my bullshit, my bullshit flag waiver type thing. So I went back for another year. Ugh. But um, the job I had right before I retired, I was the uh, agency's rep to um, the uh, the joint staff, jo- chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Pakistan-Afghan Coordination Cell, which was a really cool thing. And actually, it was it was a Stan McChrystal creation uh, when he was director of the Joint Staff um, back when. And uh, what it was, he he wanted to get a, a fifty person multi-service from all four services um, team of Afghan veterans. And then we had a lot of Iraq veterans too, but 50 high-speed, low-drag field-grade officers and some senior NCOs, you know, sergeant majors and, uh, you know, E8s, E9s um, on this. I mean, it was, it was great. It was, it was the way a staff is supposed to run. I mean, we had Randy George, who's the nominee for the uh, Army Chief of Staff. He was he was one of the colonels on that thing. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty good. But the most interesting people I worked with, or I had to deal with on this um, staff, because I'm 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 Panetta's guy, and for all the things we want to say about the agency, I mean, it was this was pretty cool. Panetta kind of like you know like reached out and you know did that little thing like you see on the Sistine Chapel. He, he tagged me and said, you're going over, you're going to be my guy. And so whenever I would do stuff that would upset the the military, the chairman, or, you know, what I didn't try to upset the chairman because, you know, Mo, Mo, Admiral Mullen didn't look good when he got upset. You know, he got all red and stuff like that. But anyways, um, you know, I wasn't in their food chain. And if they complained about me, Panetta basically told him to pound sand, which was, I was, I always love that about it. he, he backed up his, oh, people. Yeah. but, but the, 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 the worst people I had to deal with was the, um, the four officers that dealt with the Pakistan account. We had like a Pakistan account an Afghan account, then, you know, it was, it was split up among the, the 50 people, but there was like four or five guys that were doing Pakistan. And one guy and the, and the senior dude was an army colonel. He was a foreign area officer or, 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 um, with a special forces tab. He did one tour just like Mike Milley, and he, he got a kept he kept his tab. 
And he liked to wear his beret all the time too, because he was, you know, he, he was different, but Oh my God, every, they love Pakistan. And one day I go, you know, Pakistan is like a fucking drunk walking alongside a chasm literally and staggering right to the edge of the chasm. And then just at the last second, when you think he's going to plunge off the edge, he veers off a little bit more. And then he, he bobs and weaves all. And it's like, like, this is, this is unnerving because, you know, we're enabling this, this thing by billions of dollars of aid. And when we got undeniable proof of the Pakistani military doing extrajudicial killings, and if you need me to define that, well, I'm not going to, but basically, like, no, hey, no let's, further go definition let's, go, let's go out and kill our own people, which was a violation uh, of the, um, the Leahy Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we may not like Senator Leahy, who was wherever he was from, the Northeast somewhere. Um, but this was a thing like, hey, if the, if, the, if the host government military is doing bad things to their populace, to their, their peoples, we can't give them aid. I've never seen so many army and uh, let's see, army and uh, air force uh, senior officers, colonels and, and lieutenant colonels, basically turn themselves into pretzels to try to figure out how to get around the Leahy Amendment so we could authorize billions of dollars of aid to Pakistan instead of just saying like you know. We got we to gotta call it. Oh, no, we can't do that. We need them. We need them. Otherwise, our logistics trail to Afghanistan gets tight, gets cut off. Says, eh. Oh, well. I mean, you know, anyway, I'm sorry. Pakistan no, Pakistan's really hard because we, we've, we've, we've made, we've, we've, we've gotten into bed with a devil and, and we're not getting anything for it. I mean, we're literally... Charlie Brown and Pakistan is Lucy in the football and they keep pulling it away from us. And, you know, and whenever we start getting close to India, Oh my God, Oh, I can't do that. So anyways, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've no, rattled no. on long enough. The, no, not at all. all not turned the, off. So, Look at, you've got no viewers, no listeners now. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's because we're recording this, sir. Oh, I'll it. have, you know, as soon as I post this, We'll have uh, well, in in all 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 joking aside, um, the the last episode we did had I think forty five hundred downloads. Jesus, yeah, it was was big. It was big, and I got I got a lot of compliments, a lot of compliments, higher than normal uh, for that episode. (laughs) All right, now now you're now you're stroking my ego. Stop it, because because not not only was going to get all uh, pissed and go. You I can talk. And, I can talk. You and Ian Burlingame, those oh, yeah. those two episodes. That dude. It, well, and the one that I did with Stan, uh, yeah, Virginia gentlemen. They, they yeah. those I would say those three got the most praise oh, uh, game from rocks. the listenership. Uh, they they. I wish he would they, use such big words though. God damn it. He's he's smart. He's he's, he's, he's smart. smart guy. Man, makes uh, me, but, makes, me, makes me go look at my GED and I think I can spell diploma. GED, but talking Sorry. about Pakistan's nuclear program because you, oh, yeah. the the analogy that you made of Pakistan is like a drunk. Mm-hmm. I'd say that they're a drunk with a loaded three fifty seven Magnum walking down oh. the street 
pissed with, off at the world with 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 a with an S vest full of full of claymores directed at everybody, yes. especially India and who knows who else. And and yeah. those weapons are their nuclear program. And, and something that you brought up in the beginning of the show about them producing one nuclear weapon a week, one nuclear mm-hmm. payload a week. First of all, that's mind boggling um, mm-hmm. that they're they're producing weapons at that capacity. Um, Can't feed it's extremely people, concerning. God, we can produce weapons. Yeah. It's it's extremely concerning because this is a very very uh, unstable country, hideously unstable. Unstable, uh, which which is which is why India has a has a has a policy of, of cold start. And cold start is, um, and this is this is open source, is um, basically if India if India gets even an inkling, a tinkling, you know, like uh, I don't know, a, a scratchy ass, you know, a, a, a tickle in their throat, that you know, like Pakistan's going to do something. Fuck, key turn on my mark, you know, three, two, one, key turn, bam, and and they're going to go and they're, you know, they're going to, they're cock locked and, and they're off, off to the races. You know, I mean, it's, Islamabad is literally what 40 kilometers from the Indian border. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and it's got nice wide avenues, great for tanks to drive through and so like <clears throat> the, the thing what? about the, uh, the, the, right, the packet nukes though is, um, is the, the weapons or the, the warheads or we'll call them the warheads for the sake of audience clarity. Is there, they're over here and they're over there and they're over there and they're over here and over there. The delivery weapons, the delivery systems, whether they're aircraft or, or ballistic missiles or, you know, or some wild eyed dude is going to strap on a, a vest and, you know, run across the border. I'm joking. They're, they don't have them that small. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, they're, they're a bit part. And so they're, they're separated by 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 far bit so that's how we and when i say we i'm talking about everybody that's concerned about pakistani nuclear weapons is like that's our big indicator so we start seeing you know convoys of weapons transports going from storage areas to delivery where delivery systems are located hey that's a big indicator no, we know the Indians are watching that. We watch it, things like that. But what bothers us and what we've never really been able to, you know, break, you know, this is this is that big uh, intelligence collection um, issue is, you know, in the United States, <clears throat> you know, we all, you know, like there's the positive control, you know, the, uh, the president orders, uh, you know, the use of nuclear weapons and there's the code and, and they verify it. And we've all seen the movies and the, the movies are pretty, actually um, pretty close to reality. You know, the key turn and, and everybody verifies the code or on the bomber or on the sub or whatever, you know, except for Gene Hackman, he got a little weird um, in a crimson tide. Not just kidding. I love Gene Hackman. Come on now. Um, no, I love that movie. <clears throat> Love but, that movie, but, but but what it is, what we what we've what what I'm trying to say is we've transmitted to other concerned powers, other nuclear powers, that we that hey this is our this is our way we keep positive control over these weapons of mass destruction. 
and the other countries have pretty much done the same. The Chinese, not so much, but until recently, the Chinese weapons were pretty regional. So eh. the Pakistanis, we haven't got a fucking clue. We don't have, you know, is it the ISI chief, the intelligence security, you know, interagency security chief, inter-service security chief that's the, that's in charge of it? Is it the prime minister who, you know, if, who's the prime minister this week type of thing? Is it the president? Is it some low-level major general in the Pakistani army or air force? Don't know. That's, that's always the big, been the big rub. And, um, it's that is terrifying. It's difficult. It, it's very terrifying. It's, and it's very, it's very destabilizing. Um, I, I mean, I, I can't it, begin. They could literally have, you know, Pakistan's Bollywood version of Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> and what yeah. would we do? Well, it'd be <laughs> real world. And what would we do? Uh, that's, that's a really, that's a hard, I mean, I, you know, there's been a lot of fiction written about, you know, what would happen. I mean, cause as soon as, as soon as there's any indication of a, well, let me put it. So Mumbai happens. We all remember Mumbai, the, 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 who, where did those people come from? Oh, they came from Pakistan. Oh, yep. who transported them to just off the coast of Mumbai before they hopped in their little ribs or rowboats or whatever the hell they fucking took over to Mumbai. The Pakistani Navy. Oh, and who who trained them? Oh, the the ISI. And who who housed them and who kept them in a camp? Oh, Pakistan. Things like. I mean, India came literally within a, you know, a hair's breadth of of rampaging into Pakistan, saying, you you know you you play stupid games, you're going to win dumbass prizes type of thing. And it was, um, I mean, it was a it was a near run thing, because the Mumbai thing really really pissed off India, pissed off a lot of people. And when we confronted Pakistan with the evidence, I mean, hey guys, tradecraft, you guys, you guys, you guys are shit in tradecraft and security and OPSEC and that sort of thing. The Pakistanis just, oh, well, it was, it was this major or this Lieutenant Colonel and they were, they were, they were renegade. You know, I'm going, all right, so we're going to use the Ollie North excuse. Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. Anyways. Right. I digress. No, it, it's uh, it's pain of a terrifying picture. And, and it answered the question that, that I was leading into, and, and you just uh, took it from there, regarding the, the weapons themselves. Um, who controlled them? And, and I mean, you, Good you, know, question. you, you naturally just picked right up it's, on we, it. We suspect it's, it's a, the ISI because they are, they are the power in Pakistan, you know, the ISI mm-hmm. and the, um, the oligarchy of the, uh, the industrialists. Uh, I mean, imagine this huge country. I mean, what's the population of Pakistan? 90 million. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's huge. You know, one one percent of one percent of the country has ninety nine point nine percent of the wealth in that country, and they control everything. And they have no, they don't give a shit about the people. They don't get, you know. Don't. So when populist po- politicians like like Khan rise up and and galvanize the population, ooh, that scares that scares the people in power. And yeah, we we can't have that. 
So off to prison you go. Or you just wait for your indictment from the Georgia DA. You know, I mean, whatever. I'm <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be – I tell you, when, when the Privy Council reconvenes, I think that we're going to have some very, very entertaining things to talk about. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the indictments, the whole, oh man. Well, Stan wants to talk about artificial intelligence, which I, I, I got it. We're, we want to look way ahead, but you know, I got it. I really, I really would like to talk about, about the alligator that's a hundred meters out from me, but the guy that's the alligator yeah. that's chomping on my leg right now, that's more important, you know, but, but yeah. it stands, it stands thing. So I, but I get it. So sorry, Stan. Love you, brother. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Ron, don't want to keep you all night coming up on 45 minutes. And I, I'm good. I'm good. As long as you're good. I mean, I know you got a hard, uh, hard, hard time. So we got, we got a hard time that we got to meet on this end as well. But, but man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, thank you so much for sitting down, shedding light on Pakistan uh, and, and really giving the alternative media, uh, a different viewpoint than what we're getting anywhere else, uh, a real mm-hmm. world viewpoint, a pragmatic viewpoint, um, you know, that, that only you can share because you've been there, you've seen it, you've interacted with all the key players, you, you've seen all of this <laughs> stuff. And, um, you know, nobody else can really tell that tale. Um, you know, so, so thank you. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. Well, maybe next time I can talk about my time on the on the Pakistani side of the Afghan-Pak border. <sighs> Let's do it. No, Let's do it well, sooner rather than later. Hey, it's your show, dude. Whenever I mean, you know, just just give me twenty four hours notice, and I'll I'll put I'll put the dogs to bed. Amen. All right, brother. Folks, Be good. Seriously, Pakistan. This is something that uh, Colonel Bennett has talked about in our interviews uh, on the Privy Council, to be specific, Mm -hmm. has mentioned that 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 is the one place that keeps him up at night. Um, I've heard many other career officers from across the military, intelligence community, so on and so forth, uh, authors out there who are in the know as well, that have said the same things. And some of the, the stuff that I saw, uh, on the classified side back when when I was doing things definitely gives pause for for serious concern. I think mm-hmm. that if um, there's ever going to be a, a nuclear exchange in the world, it's going to involve Pakistan. But anyhow, folks, with all of that said, I hope that you got a lot out of this episode and, uh, you know, Definitely, definitely keep Pakistan on your radar. Um, that is one that I really think, uh, truly, if if there ever is a nuclear exchange, that is going to be the source, the point of origin for it. Um, it, it, it and it is one, personally, that I keep close tabs on because it is a historically extremely volatile place i think as as we've shed a lot of light on in this episode anyway with that said folks brushbeater.store free shipping on any order over a hundred dollars 
Orders under $100, just a very small shipping fee in there, but 100% absolutely free rush order shipping within two or three business days of your order being placed and it being confirmed, getting out there, and it is free for all orders over $100. That is brushbeater.store. So all your combo needs. And uh, right now, folks, um, <laughs> this this audience has really done some incredible stuff. Um, kind of having a hard time keeping things in stock. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's become a real interesting animal. Uh, but I'm very, very proud of it. It's definitely uh, not a bad problem to have. When we look at this awesome community that has done so, so much, it is a way to give back and uh, to have uh, an opportunity to create that alternative to Amazon that so many of you have reached out uh, wanting. But anyhow, training courses on the calendar, machine gun course that is coming up in October. That is one to get extremely excited about. 240 Bravo, M2. M249 saw you're going to get familiarized and you are going to qualify on them. All the students are going to be qualifying on those weapons platforms. The cost of the course includes ammo, by the way. It includes ammo. So you don't need to bring any ammo to this course. All right. Um, and these are fully automatic military issue weapons. Uh, so I think that, that, uh, Everybody is going to get a real big smile when you are getting hands-on with these. I know I love shooting machine guns, and uh, you know all red-blooded Americans do as well. Anyway, folks, with that said, God bless, stay safe, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.